Hey everybody, Joe here. Before we start today's show, I have a special announcement that I would like to make. Um, while I apply my trade as a journalist, I am actually uh, very much a dedicated musician. Every week, in fact, you hear my music during the show. Uh, you're listening to it right now, actually. Uh, and I've been doing this for a really, really long time. Like, longer than some Red Bull 2 players have been alive. But I've never actually released anything. Uh, so, uh, this July, I am changing all of that. Uh, I'm going to put out my first EP. It's called Nebula. Uh, it comes out July 11th. It's a culmination of a week of no sleep leading up to the birth of my second child. Uh, each night, I challenge myself to write and produce a new song with nothing but my acoustic guitar, uh, MIDI keyboard, and a USB microphone from the game Rock Band. It sounds ridiculous, but uh, I think the results are pretty fantastic. Uh, you can actually hear a sneak peek behind this commercial right now. Uh, that, that was the music I was referring to earlier. Uh, but you can get a longer listen by pre-ordering the EP from acousticboomerang.bandcamp.com. Now it's a silly name, and a lot to remember. Uh, the EP is just $4, and every album sold will go entirely into Penelope Grace's college fund. Um, but more than that, buying the album actually gets you access to four additional bonus tracks, turning a six-song EP into a ten-song album, which might be torture for some of you <laughs> if you don't particularly like the EP, but um, <laughs> that's a bridge we can cross another time. Again, that's Acoustic Boomerang, uh, regular spelling for both those things, uh, .bandcamp.com, and it's called Nebula. It'll be out July 11th. Okay, on with the show. to another episode of Raising Bulls. We are the only podcast dedicated to the New York Red Bulls 2 of USL. Tonight, we're going to be recapping a win, something that is uh, maybe a little bit fewer and further between than we'd like this year, uh, over St. Louis FC. Uh, one nothing, thanks to Brandon Allen. Uh, we're going to listen to the post-game audio from that match uh, involving Jordan Scarlett, Rafi Diaz, and Coach John Walnick. And we're going to preview the game against Bethlehem Steel tonight. After taking our little uh, a week break, we've got a full house, a full panel of hosts. I'm joined by Bill Toomey of Bill Toomey Photography. Hey, Bill, what's up? Hey, Joe, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It's nice to be back. Nice holiday, uh, long weekend. So yes, can't yes. complain. Did you do anything fun? And we got a win for Fourth of July. I went to watch a lot of fireworks and uh, drank a good amount of beer. So yeah, that's a pretty good Fourth of July. <laughs> it was I, a good Fourth of July. Good, good. Very good. And of course, well, I, I guess I'll mention him. Uh, NYC Soccer World's own Anthony Merced. What's up, Anthony? Coming in guns blazing. Here we go, guys. <laughs> <laughs> How was your fourth, Anthony? Did the Intrepid do anything? 
Uh, no, it's actually one of the few holidays that we, um, you would think that we would, but we were pretty, uh, pretty low key on that day. So we got the day off. Nice. Um, but nice. I made some pretty mean chili for the fourth and spent some good time with uh, some family. Awesome. That's a good time. That's what, that's where, that's what it's all about. I, uh, I had to wrangle some horrible rotten children just to get them to, uh, <laughs> see fireworks, <laughs> uh, while they were still breathing. Uh, luckily, we made it through all that. Uh, obviously, I was at the game that weekend. Whew, what a time. But yes, it was a nice long weekend. Uh, and Anthony, before we start, or maybe, you know what, I'll come back to this at the end. Uh, I'll remember. I definitely will remember. <laughs> uh, I'm going to forget. Now, now, now I'm intrigued. Let's talk about <laughs> this match against St. Louis FC. Uh, or FC St. Louis? St. Louis FC. I think St. Louis FC, right? St. Louis FC, yeah. Yeah, all right. All right. Yeah, St. Louis uh, Kind of a typical game, I think, for the most part, offensively for the Red Bulls this year. Uh, they had a lot of chances, not a lot of quality. Uh, Brandon Allen was very opportunistic, uh, which we've seen him do in the past. Uh, did, did knock in a rebound off a free kick uh, for the only goal of the game. Uh, but on the other side of the ball, I thought there was a lot of positives from the back line uh, that we haven't really seen this year. And I think a big part of that was the duo uh, of Jordan Scarlett and Hassan Nadam. Scarlett, as he's you know, getting back to fitness and form, he's really good. Uh, the he's a good size. He's not gigantic like Nadam, but he's a good size for a defender. Uh, really strong, good at marking. Uh, has enough speed for recoveries uh, in case guys get by him, and plays the ball well with his feet. Uh, I was just really impressed with his game. Uh, Anthony, what did you think? I I agree with that. Um, I also want to give a shout out to Tim Schmall who came in the 45th minute, mm-hmm. like right at the half, who also probably had the best 45 minutes that he's had this season. Yeah. So yeah. it's, um, it was really interesting to see him. I guess it really is who, who lines up next to him as to how effective he's going to be. And Jordan Scarlett seemed to be that perfect partner for him. They yeah. looked, this is probably the best. I didn't say it's not the best they've looked all year, but it's the closest they've looked to the team that they were last year defensively. Yes. I fully agree with that. And I think you're right. I, we've talked about it before that, um, in regards to Abador, you just you need one of those uh, center backs to have a little bit more speed, uh, be a little bit more of a uh, a one-on-one defender, which I don't think uh, Abador or Schmoll really fit that profile. But if you have someone next to them that can do those that job, uh, it could make for a good pairing, and we saw that. Although, as the game uh, went on, I think St. Louis had so many chances that uh, maybe they're going to be wringing their hands a little bit because uh, they probably should have at least gotten a point out of that game. Uh, but you could say the same thing for the Red Bulls, you know, at the, at the end. Well, of the that's day. the story of St. Louis. Like St. Louis, that's just been their year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've, they've been um, almost eerily similar to the New York Cosmos, if anybody's watching them this year. Um, they are uh, really good in the midfield in regards to retaining possession, but awful moving forward. Just can't seem to get, even when they do get the opportunities, it's either wide or right at the goalie. And um, I mean, it's year one for Precky with this team. So maybe he just needs another year and another uh, window to bring in some players moving forward. But he's building from the back in the midfield, which is where they're at their strongest. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think for the most part, they did well to to limit the, the looks that the Red Bulls got. Uh, but they were in the box so many times. And, you know, it's that desperation in defending, but it, it still kept them from, from finding anything. And, uh, you know, I'd like to see a little bit more quality from the Red Bulls up front. 
I'd like to hear what Bill has to say about Brandon Allen. That's your boy. He, I mean, it wasn't a penalty, but that's about as close as that gets to being a penalty. It was pretty close. I mean, the way he was really trying to set up a lot of a lot of goals, he, he was on top of it. But just the way he charged in was was pretty awesome. I mean, it wasn't a penalty kick, but heck, I mean, it was still one heck of a shot for him to charge in and get yeah. the rebound and score the goal off of. My favorite thing about that whole sequence was uh, – I don't remember which defender for St. Louis, but before it even went in, he just turned around and like sighed this like big Charlie Brown sigh of like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> they done everything. Mo- well, you know what? I think in that opening like thirty minutes uh, leading up to that goal, they had done most things right. Um, but you know, just that one big <laughs> big th- uh, problem at the end, and they lose the game. Um, we talked about Jordan Scarlett. Uh, Brandon Allen, I thought, yes, he um, he scored the goal. But in general, over the last two games, he's playing with a lot more fire. And that's something I asked John about. Uh, you know, if, if Douglas is sort of pushing uh, Brandon to perform a little bit better. Because now there's another guy who could step in and, and take that starting spot from him. Um, but I just like overall what I'm seeing from, from Brandon. There was a point in the game where... Uh, when the Red Bulls needed to get a little bit of possession, he was checking all the way back to almost the back line just to get, you know, a touch on the ball. And uh, it, it's just the good stuff from him that we haven't seen and have wanted to see in terms of hold-up play and maybe distributing a little bit more and just doing a little bit more of uh, involving himself in the game, uh, which is is something that's been missing just overall from his game, but particularly this year. This Plus, is, he got some this time is, in Open Cup, too, yeah. right? Yeah. No, no, no. Yes, he did. Yeah. Did he? No. Yeah, I think he came on, yeah. At the end? I don't think he did. I think so. He was on the bench. I don't think he came into the game. Against Philly? I thought well, he was someone thinking of the look, look, if Brandon <laughs> Allen was on the field for that penalty <laughs> shootout, he would have been taking a penalty. No doubt. He probably is the best Red Bull to take penalties. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he got any time. I could be wrong about that. Just but like I, Ryan Mira, he was prepared for that. Yeah, he was. after last season's experience with penalty <laughs> yeah. that guy, he he's a pretty good keeper for a backup. He um, is. So let's talk about. Uh, well, what do we need to do? Yeah, we'll, we'll do it. Man of the match, who you got? Anthony, you first. Brandon Allen. I mean, he he just he looked great. I see the well. It's I'm gonna split it. Brandon Allen and Jordan Scarlett. I think that Scarlett. Um, gave us the really solidified the back line in this game and showed that uh, they there's hope for the rest of the season. And Brandon Allen did that moving forward for the team. Now that he's got a, a fire under him again, uh, we, there's a little bit more we can talk about with him after this. But uh, I fully agree with that assessment. I probably lean a little bit more towards Jordan, um, but I, I think both of those guys are are worthy opponents. Uh, worthy opponents. What am I saying? I'm I'm too invested. I'm too invested are in gonna, this revolution game. Are they going to play each other in Rocket League? Is that what's going to happen? <laughs> oh, Rocket League! Here we go. Um, uh, they're both worthy recipients. Is the word I was trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, who do you got? I would almost give it to Rafael Diaz. He came up with that huge save. That's, that's and uh, I would almost have to go with him. Yeah, all right. I think all three of those guys are, are worthy. Um, before we take a break, uh, I want to talk a little bit about two 
Well, one potential move, one actual move. First, we've got Brandon Allen uh, reportedly uh, on the move to Minnesota on loan uh, per a report from Chris Dyer. Uh, I'm, I'm certainly not against him getting minutes. I don't think he's going to get it with the senior team. But uh, is this is this really a good move for him? Because I mean, Christian Ramirez is not going to the bench for Brandon Allen. You know? Uh, and if he's just going to go to another MLS team and not get playing time, then why not keep him on the USL side? Even if, you know, the argument is he's he's grown out of USL and that competition isn't necessarily the best for him. I, I don't see him sitting on the bench for another MLS team as a step up. Um, it, it depends on if we're, if they plan on switching to a two-striker formation, which is very possible. I think that they are looking for more options moving forward. Um, if that's the case and he's going to see minutes there, then yeah, he should go. I think it's a bad move for the Red Bulls because this team does way too much subtracting. Mm-hmm. If If this is a trade... And they're going to get a piece that they need for either the two team or for the MLS team, then fine. But if this is just, hey, he can get minutes somewhere else, that's the point of this team is to give guys minutes. So I don't think he should leave unless they're actually going to get something significant for him. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's the whole thing. I think that uh, if they were to get an international spot um, or you know another generous helping of allocation money, I think they're sitting at almost a million dollars of allocation money right now. So they have a lot. At this of, point, we need a player. We yeah, need like well, a, that's the like, thing. They're, like, they're stockpiling it, but they yeah. need to spend it on somebody. They're sitting on a ton of Monopoly money right now. We just need like real, like, we need a player. I'll even take a creative player at this point. Well, you'll even take? What does that mean? <laughs> 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 I mean, a guy that doesn't really exist, but they decided to hit the random button in FIFA oh, and create a guy. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I had a guy like that in, I want to say it was FIFA 14, that just wore, like, for some reason, there was a, a mix-up with his sprite when it was created, uh, that they <laughs> they made him as a goalie, so he was an outfield player that wore pants, and I just thought it was the funniest <laughs> thing that you ever saw. He was this gigantic guy. Well, the, he was the big question like is, was his jersey tucked in or not? That, that, it that's was tucked. the big question. It was tucked in. <laughs> With his pants on With running the pants around on. the field. Yeah, he was, was wearing Zumba pants is what you were saying. <laughs> no, uh, Zubas, you mean? Like the um, yes, the tiger stripe <laughs> pants from the early 90s? Yes. Yes. <laughs> At least he wasn't wearing capris or anything, so that's good. Yeah, this is not the silliest thing we've ever talked about, but it's pretty damn close. That's pretty uh, close. <laughs> yeah, so, all right, all right grading that move um, on a, uh, you know, a, a report card scale. So what what would you give that if Brandon Allen moved for, let's say, uh, an international roster spot? D. Okay. Uh, Bill? I agree with Anthony on this one, D. All right. And what happened to a bong? Because uh, loans with the New York Red Bulls, they kind of just uh, go weird places, and that would be one of them. He's still listed on the MLS site as being an MLS player. <laughs> the rest is your guess is as good as mine. There's been we no, haven't heard anything about him. No in news. He's not coming back to the Red Bulls. I think Jesse. He's made the that next DB Cooper. Clear. He's just gone. We, we don't know where he went. <laughs> he didn't get the payday that Cooper got. I would say that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, and then the other move uh, from this this team this year, 
Uh, although I guess this is kind of a senior team move, not a, a two-team move. Uh, Justin Bilyeu has been waived. Uh, his time with the team was somewhat short-lived. He was drafted last year, spent almost all of his time with the two-team, had a couple of injuries. Uh, this year, spent time with the two-team as a center back, had his chance uh, with the first team while Lawrence was still recovering uh, in the beginning of the season, and really, I mean, uh, he didn't he didn't seize it. Maybe that's the nicest way to say that against Seattle. He really had a very poor showing. Uh, never saw the field again for the first team, I think. And uh, now he's gone. And it appears that he will not be picked up uh, the way that Zach Carroll was uh, a- after speaking to John Wolinek. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't blame them for this cut. I, I, I feel like maybe he didn't get another chance out in the wings. But... You know, I mean, he wasn't exactly the most impressive player. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't blame them for cutting their losses on this guy. Wish they would have cut him last year as opposed to Zach Carroll, but, you know. <laughs> Different players, really. But, yeah, no, I get that. Um, yeah. John, John was pretty clear about the reasons why. I'm not going to spoil that before I play the postgame audio, but uh, it's definitely. That's some good stuff. It's definitely worth a listen. Um, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, jeez. I was watching the riffs. <sighs> it's tough to watch this team. You guys are a minute ahead of me. And yeah, I I'm, you I'm reacting that to that. shot sort over the goal, huh? <laughs> yes, I'm reacting to the game uh, <laughs> in a time machine. Uh, yeah, the game's over for me. They already won 9-2. to two. Oh, wait, I'm describing a USL game from yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> that was two days ago. The game from yesterday was 6-2, to two, and that was an MLS game. It was the LA game, right, yeah. where it was like 9-2 to two or whatever? Oh, oh man. Los, Can Los, I just say yeah. that this is why I love the USL? The USL never ceases to give me the most entertaining games yeah. each and every week. I mean, look, if you look at <laughs> – for those who don't know what we're talking about, uh, Los Dos lost – was it 92 or 9-1? to 9 nothing. No, 9 nothing. <laughs> okay, and then the big team lost 6-2. to two. Uh, But a big team was missing a bunch of players, so a bunch of Los Dos players were in the lineup and on the bench for the big team. And then Los Dos had, I think, a majority of academy products. And <laughs> – they were they were certainly not ready for the onslaught from Reno, who's been you know one of the stories of the I guess middle part of the USL season so far. And it was just atrocious, and then the big team. I mean, RSL is no world beater this year. Uh, you know, sorry, Mike, uh, we we love you, but they're they're definitely struggling, and LA made them look like Real Madrid. I don't know, though. It's almost like the time that Chelsea came to Red Bull Arena. We had a bunch of, like, third division or third team players <laughs> playing against Chelsea, and they beat Chelsea. Yeah, but, but they had their first team players, so, like, it didn't make sense. That was great. This was just yeah. bizarre. But anyway, I digress. Uh, how did we get out to that? Oh, because I was watching the Revs. Um, so, all right, if Billy U is not coming back with his team, which you know, really doesn't look like that... Uh, are they going to pick someone else up in the summer? And do you think it's possible that Kevin O'Toole could make the transition from academy player? Or do you think someone like, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, uh, oh, I lost his name. Who's the fullback that I'm trying to think of? Please help me. I have no idea who you're talking about. <laughs> oh, no. There's an academy fullback that 
I thought they were going to sign before the season started, and it didn't happen. And we haven't seen him yet. Someone else was mentioning Noah Powder to me. I I really don't think that's he's done, isn't he? Like, I mean, he's pretty much gone. Yeah, no, I he's fallen off the face of the earth as far as I know. He's in uh, college, but yeah. Well, yeah, I know, but I mean, in terms of like being on the radar of this team or even, yeah. anyone even talking about him. Yeah, um, no, he's, he's nowhere to be found. All right, so we'll assume that they're going to pick someone up. We're going to take a break. We're going to play the post-game audio for you uh, from this ma- from the match this past weekend. Again, that is Jordan Scarlett, Rafi Diaz, and John Wolinick. And then when we come back from that, we will preview the game against Bethlehem Steel. Red Bulls will be out for vengeance. Stick around. Scarlett here. Uh, anybody want to start them off? Jordan, what are some uh, kind of thoughts today? You get, you, you know, look pretty strong in the back. Obviously, a clean sheet. Uh, I mean, we've been struggling all season. You know, we last season um, that team really put like a very heavy weight under Jersey. So now we got to get back to winning ways, trying to like not to only replicate what they do, but to play our style of football and just keep doing what we're doing, fight through. Uh, Last game we came close, but you know we gave up uh, one goal in like 30, uh, 15 seconds. But today really see through, so I think we're making progress in the right direction. Um, how do you feel the partnership uh, is developing back there with you and Hassan Nadam? Uh It was our first uh, first partnership together. Unfortunately, we didn't finish it up, but. You know, we're roommates, you know, we talk about it, we laugh about it, we say we can't wait, we, we, we like, uh, talk about what we're going to do if we ever go on, if he step high drop, like, we talk about it like that. So I think in the future, I think it'll work out. Is that one of the things that was maybe missing uh, previously, uh, just the closeness of the center backs? Uh, I wouldn't, not necessarily say that. I would just say that um, now we are really finding our feet in, in good moments, but the center backs on the team are pretty good, just been unfortunate. So I think from here right now, we just got to work together and keep going. At certain times this season, it seems like when calls are going against you guys, we have several yellow cards today. Uh, it seemed like they got frustrated and got off their game. Today, you guys really stuck to it what was the difference big big shout out to coach uh he, he tell us like you know let him deal with the referee if the referee say something give a back call he's not gonna reverse it keep playing keep fighting don't really let referee deal with them don't we don't get um on the referee so we i think just him just like stomping that into us you know what i mean stay focused don't lose your head i think that's what uh, that was a key now that you've got uh, two 90-minute performances under your belt how do you feel finally coming back from that injury uh feel very passionate you know um three months out you know that's not easy but um my con- i just keep um, slowly building my confidence back i'm open to keep getting more 90 minutes and see where it goes from there okay thank you all good thanks Jordan. thank you guys Alrighty, Rafi. uh <clears throat> just what are some thoughts obviously uh clean sheet i think one of your first this year uh, what did you see back there how did you feel back there you know no i felt good um it was uh Started out pretty hot, so it was, um, it, was, it was good to see the guys out here grinding out and good to get a shutout and get the win and get back on our tracks. Uh, obviously, the first half was very strong defensively mm-hmm. uh, for the team. Nadam comes out at the break. Was there 
you know, maybe a little worry that uh, the team would be able to keep up the performance at that point? Uh, no, we, we, we knew that we were going to come out with energy in the second half, you know, that we were going to make a run and make, they're going to make some switches. And, and that's what they did. They put uh, Bolesky back up top and, it, you know, now it went to two strikers and they had a little bit more space. But we knew that was going to happen and we knew that we just had to be strong defensively and, and um, you know, hold off that 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 second wave that we're going to push you know we had a couple chances and I think we you know if, if um, we finished that we kill off the game but you know unfortunately we didn't go in so that's that's kind of that kind of how uh, the game goes you know it's going to teeter-totter and uh, you just got to be aware of it. Um, just basically from a 90-minute standpoint with the ebb and flow of the game the way that it was today um, you know certainly the heat becomes a factor it's right. been an issue before right. uh, you guys really stood strong though um, mm. and I was talking with your teammate about how in previous games you guys calls go against you, you kind of get frustrated mm -hmm. and the heat comes into a factor uh, he said coach really drummed it into you guys to let him deal with what goes on with the referees uh, did what what else do you think changed with the team in terms of being able to keep that focus? No, yeah, I mean, that's obviously a concern of ours. You know, we've done it in the past, and we just we keep harping that we, we can't be that same team. We have to we have to make adjustments, and, and that's one of the adjustments we had, you know. So, yeah, it's, it's hot, but both teams play with the heat, and we just have to keep going and, you know, stay focused. Is, uh, the most most important is just to stay focused, and, you know, it's easy when, when it's that heat to kind of, you know, shut down and take a couple plays off, but we knew that we have to really stay focused to grind this one out. Now what are, you, what are you looking forward to? How do you keep this momentum going forward? Uh, just another good week of training. We're probably going to look at some film, see what we did wrong, and then, you know, get after it again. And then we have the game on the weekend and just make sure we continue to focus. Cool. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah John, uh, what are some uh, kind of overall thoughts? Uh, obviously, grinded it out there kind of at the end. Uh, put you on the, your heels a little bit. Yeah, listen, I mean, almost any game you watch uh, in USL, MLS, uh, you know, games look like that. So, uh, you know, it's good for our guys to get it. You know, that's what we want. We want guys in those moments, tight games. You know, every little play matters. Uh, and even though it's tired, hot, humid, uh, you know, still fighting, still battling, still finding ways to stay focused on, on the job at hand. And, uh, you know, overall, we did a pretty good job of that. Defensive performance, probably, uh, if not the best this season so far for the team, one of them. Um, does that have to do with starting to include some of the newer guys uh, into the squad, Ethan and, and Jordan, or just you know finding the right chemistry within that group? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's part an overall thing because we did a lot. You know, everybody on the team did a lot as far as winning second balls and putting line to the game and running and pressing in a good way, and um, you know that helps everybody. So when everybody's contributing, you know we start to have performances like this. Uh, you know, I give some credit to Jordan for sure. I mean, the two games that he's played uh, that he started, I think he's been pretty solid. Um, but we still had some cracks, you know. The, we were a little lucky in, in the end not to give up a goal in a couple instances. So I, I'd, I'd wish on the day that we were just a tad bit sharper in a couple more moments. And, you know, obviously I'd, I'd like to see us get the second goal because I think we did enough to deserve it. Um, but in, in, in a 90-minute game, if you don't finish your chances, then you leave yourself out there at the end to, you know, kind of the bounce of the ball, so to speak. And uh, I think we were a little fortunate. But... That doesn't take away from the fact that we got a shutout at home and, and did put a lot into the game uh, for everybody. Speaking of the offensive performance, uh, it looked like Brandon was playing with a little bit more fire over the last couple of games. Is that a product of Douglas kind of coming in and, and pushing him a little bit, or you know maybe frustration setting in at how things are going so far this year? 
Yeah, uh, you know, I didn't start him a couple games ago, and he got a little frustrated, and I think that kind of little little spark, and, you know, you see some of it in Ottawa, and I think you see more of it today, and I, I told him specifically that he did a really good job today, so, um, you know, especially, you know, we always know that Brandon can score a goal and create some chances, but for me, it was, it was the other things, the... Um, coming underneath for second balls, challenging for headers, winning some some balls, drawing some fouls, connecting in the team, showing up for throw-ins. It was the most I've seen him throw up for showings, throw-ins. Sorry, uh, the entire year. So you know he just looked like he wanted more. So I think you know there's there's definitely something to be said there. How do you feel about Junior coming in late? It gave it, it seemed like when you guys were slowing down a little bit uh, offensively, he came in and sparked really well. Yeah, it's nice having a weapon like Junior on the bench. You know, he has some pace, and when you put him on against a team that's you know late in the game, he's starting to push forward, and when the game starts to open up, he has that ability to, to really penetrate and you know, run behind and get after guys and, and drive them back. Uh, again, maybe a little more quality from him, and uh, um, maybe we get the second one. But you know, I love having him uh, in that sense. He can, he can uh, give us a lot in the end of games when the teams are starting to fade. So. So do you have a bit of an update kind of on uh, Bonomo? Um, yeah, I mean, listen, he's working back. Um, you know, it's been a long road for him. He's had some some, some progress and then some, some aggression. So, um, you know, he's been training a bit more lately. Uh, and now it's just a matter of, you know, building him up so that we're not, uh, so that he's capable of being in a uh, full training situation and getting through a full training. And then, it, then it'll be getting, get through a full week. So, but it's been great. We've seen him on the field, and he's definitely got some fire and energy in him right now. And you can see that he feels like he's getting close to playing. And obviously, uh, we have a number of guys up top, and to have been almost would just make us deeper and stronger and more competitive uh, amongst the group. So, uh, speaking of that, uh, do you have an update for Hassan? Yeah, I'd, I don't have a great update. He tweaked his ankle. Um, we tested him in half, and, and then kind of failed the test. So, um, you know, maybe he could have toughed it through, but uh, my perspective always is, you know, let's, let's be around the side of caution to make sure we're not uh, hurting guys uh, worse. You know, if he's a little bit vulnerable, no reason to put him out there. So, uh, tweaked his ankle a little bit. Uh, I don't think it's bad. He looks good, but, you know, probably won't know uh, specifically until tomorrow. And then uh, last, uh, Justin Billyu, uh, obviously waived by the first team. Last year we saw a situation with Zach Carroll where he was waived and ended up coming uh, back in with the two team. Is that something that might happen with him, or has the team moved on from him? I'll never say no, uh, but uh, you know, I think Justin. You know, I think we came to a point with, with Justin where you know, it, I think it was fair to him to to you know have him move on. Um, you know, just not that he's a bad player. Um, just you know, some of his strengths aren't exactly what we value, and you know, some of the areas that he needed to work on are, are things that that we need to see. So, um, you know, it's, it's, Justin's an awesome kid. We love working with him. And, uh, I really hope he does finds a place and does really well. Cool. Thanks, Good. Thanks, Sean. Thanks, Scott. Mm-hmm. Congrats on the win, by the way. All right. Thanks, guys. And we're back with our final segment. We're going to preview the game against Bethlehem Steel. Beth Steel, uh, who were kind of atrocious, I, I feel, last year, uh, have really turned it around this year. They are 3-0-2 in their last five games, wins against St. Louis, Red Bull 2, uh, Harrisburg City Islanders, draws against Ottawa and Richmond. They are currently in, oh, I'm going to pretend like I'm pulling this off the top of my head. They're in fifth place, 
with 23 points uh, in 15 games played, and they've got a plus three goal differential. So they really turned it around. Um, their lead scorer is Seku Kone. I did it right this time. Thank you, thank you. I'm taking a bow. Good job. Uh, and Adam Najem, a former Red Bull product, is their main assister. <laughs> uh, obviously, a sister. He was a sister. That's what you gotta you gotta call him. That he is their cre- creative. Uh, uh, what's the, I don't know. Muse. I don't know. I like it, it. It's not much. It's only three assists. Um, <laughs> so Bet steals. They're they're getting goals, but they're coming from a variety of places. There's not a single. Uh, playmaker for the team that's really taking over games and and making that attack work. They're they're kind of just everybody's doing it. But Najem was the danger man last time these two teams came out. Had the goal and the assist in the two nothing win for Beth Seal at MSU. And uh, now it's the Red Bulls' turn to go on the road looking for a scalp. Uh, is this going to be any better than the last time out? I mean, look, Richmond is not exactly uh, a world beater. They were able to get a result uh, against Beth Steele. Um, but I mean, they've been playing really well for a good stretch now. They do have six losses, but um, the last loss they have was back on May twenty fifth. That oh no, oh no, I oh hate, yes. I hate sorry, that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Why did you do that to me? Sorry, sorry. Why did you do you're, that? You're, to you're, me? you're about I'll to see the most Joe's amazing the past. thing Joe's ever. Joe's still in the past. Yes, <sighs> the most amazing thing ever. I don't think I'm seeing reality right now. Oh boy. This is going to be terrible. Now, the anticipation of them coughing up a goal at the end of the game is making me horrid. Um, Don't worry, you'll see. uh, We'll see. About two seconds. And the the point is, they haven't lost a game uh, in over a month. uh, At which point, they lost two in a row. And uh, I don't know. They they just look really good. They they've they've done a good job of of getting these close results and uh, sort of hammering teams. Yeah, oh, my oh my god! Are you kidding me? Now you see why. Are you kidding me? I cannot wait to see the forum response to this. By the way, yes. Oh, oh gosh, that's why I responded that way. Yeah, no, fully, fully understood, guys. I. For sure, you know what I'm, I just reacted to. If you're watching this, Gonzalo Verón uh, playing hero on the road just scored. I mean, it's not a wonder goal, but look, it's a it's goal. It's a nice one. It is a nice yeah, goal. Great time run. It, nice pass. This first goal of the century. Yeah. And what a ball from Felipe. Yeah. Jesus. Wow. Anyway, Bethlehem Steel. Gonzalo Verón playing hero on the road <laughs> in a weird makeshift lineup. Hey, Take your chances when you can. Up that value. Um, Bethlehem Steel, what what are we going to see for the Red Bulls in this match? Are we going to see them continue to improve? I, I would very much like to see that. I would like to hope that uh, the lessons over the last two games are going to start to uh, mold this team into, you know, close to that championship form that they had last year. But is it, it's anybody's guess if they can keep it consistent. They've had a, a real big problem. Uh, doing that this year, uh, they've only their biggest win streak this year is two wins in a row. That tells you everything. They've got six wins on the year, seven losses, uh, still at a negative five goal differential, and a lot of teams under them have goals or er, games in hand rather. So they're definitely not safe. The teams from eleven uh, through 
<laughs> three are separated by six points in the standings. So, I mean, you're getting these huge shifts from week to week right now as things are still settling and uh, Charleston is running away with the division. So, uh, New York Red Bulls, or Red Bulls 2, rather. Is, is this the time? Is this when they start turning it on finally? I hope so. Um, it, it's really difficult for them this time of year. USL teams don't play a lot of night games, or especially Red Bull 2, don't play a lot of, lot of night games during the summer. So they're playing through very humid weather. Um, it, it makes playing the press rather difficult, mm-hmm. and especially on the road in, in a place like Bethlehem, which is seemingly always going through a thunderstorm delay i feel like anytime I'm, i try to tune into a game it's like hey every everybody ran for ran for cover because there's a lightning storm coming wait wait um, wait, wait real quick wait I, i'm a minute behind again but dan metzger is now getting time with the first team so congratulations yes, dan this is your i believe it's his first appearance in mls um yeah hopefully he is able to help them see out this game but uh Congrats to a Red Bull 2 uh, mainstay for, for getting your first minutes there. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's, it, it's really going to be can they maintain that press? Can they avoid the counterattacking opportunities from Bethlehem Steel? They will be there. They have a lot of pace in the midfield and up front, specifically on the wings with Adam Njem and Kone um, up top. Uh, can make really dangerous runs through the middle. We're going to see whether or not this new defensive pairing can keep things tight at that moment, if they can boss around um, Kone, it'll it'll be a big test for them. Yeah, I agree with that. And um, I did talk to Nadam after the game just very briefly, asked him if he was okay. Uh, he indicated that he was, so no major injury or anything there. So hopefully he'll be back in the starting lineup uh, this weekend. Um, my thing from them, you know, even more than the press, is that like that confidence that they're they're lacking when they're going to take their chances because they're like they're looking almost to pass the ball into the net at this point uh, rather than try to create a little bit more or take shots from outside and i just want to see them just you know show the wherewithal to to go for those types of opportunities i agree with that and i think that has to do a little bit with um uh, zico lewis and junior fleming still trying to find their trying to find themselves this mm-hmm. year uh junior specifically because he's still i i feel like we keep saying he's still recovering from this knee injury i mean he did have a mass he did have a massive injury and and the surgery was a big deal but he's got to kind of find his legs at this point mm-hmm. zico lewis is, is a little bit more in forgiveness he's still trying to get used to the system a bit um getting used to playing well with others as well um <laughs> he's got great one-on-one moments like moments where you kind of look at him and go wow there's there's really something amazing here. And then there are other moments where you're like, can you just pass the ball? So <laughs> he's, he's still, um, he's still finding that way. Yeah. And now's about the time where I think these guys really need to start reaching, reaching that, that time. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with all that stuff. Um, all right, let's get a prediction for this Bethlehem steel match. The, Three, the, the, steel, one, cage, Red Bull two. the steel cage revenge match. Three, one Red Bull two. Wow, yes. that would be a huge result, and I'll tell you why. Uh, I'm pretty sure that, that Beth Steele has not given up uh, more than a goal in a match yeah, yeah, yeah. since May 20th uh, against FC Cincinnati, where they lost 2-1. to one. Uh, And before that, April 23rd, uh, 
two nothing uh, against Orlando. So three would be a pretty big deal. <laughs> they have a they have a pretty decent defense back there. Bill, what do you think? It's it's gonna happen. I'm gonna go with uh, more realistic score <laughs> of uh, two zero. Two zero. All right, I like it. I like it. Um, how many of those two are Brandon Allen? Are is Brandon Allen scoring from the penalty spot? About one and a half. <laughs> <laughs> that half penalty, man. I, I tell you, that's like the craziest. Uh, I like that score I'm going to say I'm going to say it's going to be a 1-1 draw I feel like that's a a pretty realistic goal for this team on the road and and it would still be a good good result for them Um, before we go uh, what was I going to say Jesus I don't know what were you going to say let's get back around to this Uh, non-Red Bull 2 related uh, I watched a fantastic show on Netflix uh, last week uh, that I thought thought might be right up your alley and I was wondering if you'd already watched it Glow oh yeah I have that was so good that was so much fun I figured as a wrestling fan it would be like perfect for you Oh, it's awesome. I actually did watch that show in the 1980s as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. Very so nice. it is It is quite and – and I think it's it's quite shocking for, for those people that are pro wrestling fans. And if you are a pro wrestling fan, you can listen to my podcast, Team Takeover Podcast, where we talk about pro wrestling. Um, and there are quite a few guys that are on that show that are, and women that are on that show that are actually pro wrestlers. Yeah. Yeah, they did, they did a good job of keeping things pretty authentic and uh, involving some good people. And uh, and Allison Brie is amazing. Yes, Allison Brie is fantastic on that show. Um, <laughs> and Mark Maron, who is not a good actor or, or hasn't been in the past, is starting to kind of show that he's learning as he goes. And I, th- I thought he was terrific, too. Good stuff. As, as a guy who went to film school... His in the first episode, he has a conversation. This is not really that major of a spoiler. Where he tells um, another character after she's been cut, um, "I don't need to explain myself to you. I'm, I'm the, the director. director. Anything goes." <laughs> Literally, it was like my favorite moment in the show because, like, that's exactly what it's like to be a film director. I don't have to explain myself to you. Just get off the frame. <laughs> <laughs> when they started learning all the bumps and stuff, I was like, "This is fantastic. This is so good." You using carny terms like bumps. I know bumps and heels. I'm not, you know, you might think I'm a mark.